1: Do you want to take this one, JB? Because you're, you're. This is the one you're most excited about.
2: Yeah, may as well. Um, hi, welcome to this. It's uh, the midweek International podcast. We talk about all things midweek. It's uh fact chasers. You <laughs>
3: <laughs> How you doing, Phil? Hello, Tim. I'm good. I'm quite excited actually for the.
1: I'm excited about this.
3: The last two weeks of Six Nations, my favourite annual international rugby tournament.
1: Well, firstly, let's talk about the fact that the Tier Two tour has kind of been kiboshed.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, well, by by factors outside of anyone's control. Well, well, yeah. One man's co- this was in one
3: man's control. was <laughs> one
1: man's control and he's, <laughs> he's scuppered obviously the, the very last thing we we are truly c- concerned about uh, given the circumstances but mm. nonetheless just pointing out the fact that Portugal versus Russia will not be happening. Uh, however, you two gents will still be going to Lisbon. Definitely. Yes. I'm th- I'm very Definitely. impressed with that.
3: Definitely.
2: You're impressed what? with us going on a weekend away, are you? <laughs> on a bender for two oh, days.
1: Oh, yeah. On a bender for two days, which you could legitimately argue to your wives is work.
3: It is work, and it is still, it will still be work.
1: Working hard. And on your Super Saturday in, uh, in Lisbon, when you expense it, it is still legitimate work. Cost absolutely, definitely,
3: w- definitely work.
2: Absolutely is so. Yeah, uh, shame you can't watch any local rugby, but equally, I wasn't that upset well, when I heard.
1: Well, well, the one thing I, this is one thing I thought about. With the fact you're not going to be able to go and watch Portugal versus Russia in the Rugby Europe Championship, but that might open up a possibility if, if of, a, of a, a game for a local. Well Lisbon we're club, watching, yeah, or If
2: There's a Lisbon team out there that wants me.
3: I'll play. Get in touch. Yeah, let, let us know if there is a game going on. We can come down.
2: Is your foot fixed yet?
3: Um, I've been doing a bit more running recently. I'm
1: not.
3: I've not sprinted, mm. but.
2: I'll do the sprinting Yeah, point.
3: but your
1: your your running is most man's sprinting anyway, isn't it? <laughs>
3: um, I'm I'm okay. I We'll see. Whether okay. I want to take boots out to Lisbon no, is another matter.
2: But, uh, let, borrow some. But, okay.
1: But have you worked out where you will watch the rugby? If no idea. Else?
2: No idea. I know you've Are worked you out even, drinking cocktails at altitude. But I should probably watch it on my phone whilst we go bar to bar. <laughs> to bar to bar.
3: To <laughs> yeah. rooftop. Roof we'll be like... Uh, Spider-Man swinging from rooftop bar to rooftop bar.
2: (laughs) If the rooftop bar happens to have a a TV, more power to them. Exactly. That's showing the Six Nations. Six Nations. (laughs) Very niche rooftop bar that we'll be looking for. It's raining all the way up till next Friday when it becomes sunny and 18 degrees. Get in.
3: Yeah. Can't wait.
1: Well, and anyone that wants to go out to Lisbon. Yeah, meet
2: us. We'll be there. Get out there. We'll be there. So, yeah, this is the important part about this week. It marks one week until um, we we go away. Mm. And also, do you know who has got me excited about the Six Nations? Stuart Barnes. He thinks that Eddie Jones has got two two games to save his job. How do you feel about that?
3: So I'd be astonished if England get rid of him before the next World Cup. Partly because they can't afford to get rid of him before the next World Cup.
2: Yep. I would have got rid of him when I had the break clause. Not because he's done anything wrong, just because I've got the break clause. Mm. Why not? Go for it. But the speculation is, from Mr. Bonds himself, is Eddie gets the boots and in comes Steve Borthwick, which sounds a little bit knee-jerky considering Borthwick's only been in charge for... However long is? But hey, to be one hell of a coach.
3: That seems as crazy and re- reactionary as the time that you wrote Dean Ryan in an envelope in, in the Ruby Dungeon. <laughs> That's not reactionary. That <laughs> as was to day. when who was going to replace? That was after Downfall One, wasn't it?
2: Well, not many, not many coaches have had as much success and as little success
3: as Mr. Jones. He, he's had some high highs and, and, some, s- low and some low lows for England. So, I mean, uh, downfall. Did he finish third in Downfall? And last year he finished fifth. Yeah. I mean, last year, that is pretty disastrous.
2: It's an absolute disaster. Now, I know that the powers that be at the RFU love him. And they're very, very protective of him. So I don't think he's under that much pressure. But he's got two incredibly tough games coming up.
3: Oh, he does. He, these are the... The two tough, these are the best two teams in the tournament. So, yeah, England host Ireland this weekend coming up and then travel to Paris. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think
2: that. losses for Eddie Jones are acceptable as long as they're not bad losses.
3: Yeah, and the, the bit so I am a bit of an Eddie Jones fan because I think he's he's different, he does his own thing, um, and I, I like the way he thinks, but um, one thing that. It irks me a little bit, and I try and watch every single Eddie Jones press conference in and around any England games. He keeps referring to this is a young team, or it's a team in transition, or it's the the old and the new coming together, which is... That might be true, but that's entirely of his own doing, if it is true. (laughs) We're 18 months out from a World Cup. This is not transition. This is not new and old. This is putting together a team that... Should be capable of winning a World Cup, and whether you do or don't is look on the day and how well the other teams perform and all the rest of it. But it almost seems like he's making excuses in those press conferences, I, and I don't like that. I
1: used to, I've got a lot of time for Steve Diamond. I used to think he did the same thing at Sales Sharks. So I remember no. when, he, when he first came in, he was, it was like, "Right, it's year zero. Years zero yeah. and then a few years would go by and, they, and, and <laughs> it wouldn't be going as well but something would change like Simon Orange would come in well that was year zero
3: like, <laughs> well it is like year zero time. at Worcester now for it him is, yeah it is legitimately it is, well, no, it legitimately
2: is. Yeah, next year they will sign a few more players and then it'll be year zero
3: that, yeah when he gets his few South Africans because he's got to start by getting the South Africans in and then he can build the English yeah, talent
2: then it'll be year zero
3: yes
1: yeah. That, from that, they'll be at base camp then. No, but I know I, I take your point, and I, I do agree. And there's there's no excuses and no hiding place. And with that job, and the the amount of money he gets paid, I don't care. It's irrelevant. That's <clears throat> that is some people using that as a justification for why he should be doing a better job is is, is rubbish. Why is I, it rubbish?
2: Well, because that, that shouldn't be equated. That that to me, I don't care. Well, you'd hope he you did better than a coach you pay half as much to, wouldn't you? Um.
1: Well, it's kind of mark. I just think that it's, I mean, mar- it's paid- market forces. Unless the RFU were just like, oh, uh, spending what they more than they needed to, like in the way that, um, well, in the way that London Irish might have negotiated yeah, some yeah. of their contracts, some of their players a few years <laughs> uh, yeah. ago,
2: um, allegedly, if they, if allegedly, they paid like a hundred thousand pounds. So, uh, let me give you an example. Wales had Brad Davis as their defence coach, didn't, didn't they? He didn't do particularly well. All of the Welsh public, were like, oh, we've underinvested in in, in the defence. You know, we need to really spend money on a big name coach. So, in that respect, you'd think, well, you have got the big name coach, and he is being paid a lot of money, and therefore, he does need to come up with the big results. Yeah,
1: well, personally, I don't care because I just think that's the that's the market forces. They wouldn't have paid Eddie Jones what the amount they paid him if you. If he wasn't worth that on the open market. They paid what they needed to do to get it. Where him. was he? He was so at st-
2: Stormers was he not?
3: He just signed with yeah, I think he might it was a South African team he just signed with after
1: um, Japan. his
0: period my, with Japan. My
1: point being the expectation is because he's the England coach. Yeah, yeah. And whoever's in charge of England, the expectation should be you're gonna challenge for a World Cup. And I totally agree with Phil. There's there's a lot of very, very good international rugby teams and saying anything but winning the World Cup is a failure is Total bollocks.
3: Speaking of winning World Cups, um, did either of you read the
2: Razzie...
3: Um, oh, yeah, talk to me. ...truth-telling story? So Razzie tweeted, he spent a day, a couple of days ago, he spent a day with... Um, who was it? Nick Simon for...
1: Oh, because wow. okay, oh. no, so no, you put your nose on there. Mail
3: on Sunday. Um, and it came out today, the, the Razzie interview, and... So he badged this as setting the story straight about what really happened. Now, I've read this, and I've also read the 80-page report, including the appendices which say what actually really happened. Uh, not... Have
1: you also seen the videos of him having beers while he wasn't able to be at the ground uh, and, d- and dancing and stuff? Loved those. Yeah. Very
3: much enjoyed it. And I, I, I like Razzie. I, I like him as a character. The game needs more characters, and I think he's a good coach. I also think what he did was absolutely despicable, Mm -hmm. both in the length and the extremes that he went to in uh, totally, totally throwing Nick Berry under the bus, but not... It wasn't about Nick Berry, but he was willing to sacrifice Nick Berry and potentially his career in order to get what and he I, wanted. And I
1: assume you're just, effectively, you, you're giving your opinion there, but I assume you're also just verbatim get, saying what Razzi Erasmus said in this <laughs> Sunday well, article.
3: So obviously I didn't like that about Razzi Erasmus. The other thing I really despised about Razzi Erasmus that came out from the report and the investigation was his use of a shield and specifically his use of the racism shield against Sia Khaleesi that he used in his defence of his actions, yeah, that was, I thought that was despicable. Yeah. And effectively accusing Nick Berry of racism to justify his actions, that is is a—that's—I yeah. said this before, that's an absolute disgrace. You'll be pleased to know that this Mail on Sunday report gives no new information except for... A couple of additional shields that Rasmus has used to protect
1: him in his defence. Oh, did, did, did he retain it. the racist, racism shield? He or is, said, he, is he jettisoned that one a bit?
3: Well, he's stepped back a tiny bit, and he, he never said it. Nick Berry was racist, but that was he hinted strongly at it mm-hmm. originally, and in this he, he actually says. I am not saying Nick Berry is a racist. But he but must be better. He did not treat C.R.C. with the same if, if respect. If you ever
1: use the word but, uh, everything uh, you say before yeah, yeah. the word but is completely negated.
3: I'm, I'm paraphrasing there, but that, but yeah, yeah. that was exactly yeah, yeah. the principle of what he was saying. But yeah, his two new shields were... Um, so he broke down crying after either the first or the second oh, test. Grow up. And the other one, which is the most incredible one, did you know his sister works for the NHS? She's a hero. What? She's a hero who worked our, for the NHS. The at, NHS? The NHS. No, no. no. Our, our NHS. NHS. Sorry, our NHS. Come on, mate. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing Razzie because obviously it's not his NHS, it's our NHS. But she's a hero, oh, and, and she was out banging pats and pon, uh, pats and pans pots and pans for Captain Tom. So oh, he's well, using He's using his sister's heroism as a shield, and Captain Tom's heroism. How,
1: how did he make that relevant?
3: Uh, he just makes reference to it in this article. I, I think it's... This article is... I was embarrassed reading this for him, because as I say, I like him. I think he's a good... He's a brilliant director of rugby. He's a brilliant coach. He's a brilliant personality. He should have just said... Look, I got it totally wrong. I was way off base in what I did. It was all wrong. I was despicable, disgraceful. In my, he's not. He's not saying. He's trying to again. He's trying to justify it by bringing in more protection from other people, more false valor, stolen valor, stolen valor. Yeah. Here you go. Did you know this quotation? Did you know my sister lives in Reading? She's what? a so, she's a
2: social worker for is the she, NHS. Well, is she an Abbey fan or is she a really FC fan? <laughs> oh, Rams, Rams, right. Rams! Yeah, she...
3: <coughs> Fully invested in the English. She loves the royal family. Sings "God Save the Queen." <laughs> would stand outside clapping for the old guy, Sir Tom, who walked up and down his garden a hundred times during lockdown.
1: Why? <laughs> who cares? Razi, what, what does she think about Ukraine? And that—that that was in answer to his question: like, uh, how remorseful are you of uh, for your actions uh, during the Lions tour? Did you know, um,
2: <laughs> my sister? The oh, David <sighs> Butcher's Twitter account.
3: <laughs> oh dear! So yes, um, very little new information of any relevance to his actions, except of course, his, his sister's a hero.
2: I mean, that's quite amazing. That,
1: that you could, uh, you could declare that doubling down. It, I, I, I th- the interesting thing, I think he's not trying
3: to double down. But when, it, when the way I'm reading it is he is. And he, he says that he's fallen out with um, Warren Gatland about this, not spoken to him since the since the tour, oh, which, no. which that, that is, seems to be quite sad. Um, were but mates? Uh, I think so, yeah. Well, Seemed seem to be prior to that. I, I don't know how good inmates they were, but they, they certainly had a working Everyone relationship. Everyone hates Gatland, don't they? <laughs> I
2: mean, like Jones hates Gatland... Hansen hates Scotland.
3: Yeah, everyone in New Zealand hates Scotland. Wait, uh,
2: this is
1: pulling the pulling the mask off slightly. Well, two things can be true at once. So uh, after the last World Cup, Razi Erasmus was uh, re- releasing these videos, and people were, understandably and and rightly, talking about what an incredible motivational speaker, mm. what a deep thinker and yeah, yeah. all the rest of it and all this, that. this just j- this jars with that big time the the two can be true and you have the yeah
2: people, people are complex people are complex exactly uh yeah i don't know look i think it's just his lack of self-awareness is probably the reason that he can stand up in front of a bunch of lads and just say absolute nonsense about <laughs> you know brotherhood and love and you know all the clichés which come you know come out of rugby coaches mouths and it's that same lack of awareness that makes him sit there in front of Nick Simon and talk about, you know, his sister being in the NHS and smashing pots and pans around for the Queen or whatever she did. So, you it's, know, it it's, just it seems... It's a little bit Brent, it, isn't
1: it?
2: it? Well, some of his videos... Have you seen some, some of them are I mean, very Brent. Yeah. Seen yeah. the, the dancing ones, and like, I, I thought I'd put this dancing on to smash stereotypes about <sighs> dancing. Or something. Like, what are you doing?
3: I, I love this video. I no, love those. Were funny. And with Frank, his English bulldog. They were really, yeah. they, were, they were genuinely funny. They were great. This, but I mean, I, I wouldn't blame him at all for thinking, I've won a World Cup and a Lions Tour. My actions are totally justified. If I he's not, he's not trying to, that's the problem. He's not, he's got this false pretense of he's not done anything wrong and he, he shouldn't be criticised, but he should be criticised, but he still won. And if you're yeah. a South African fan, you will still love him for those two things. And, but you yeah. should yeah. own up to it. And,
1: and, and the big lesson here is, Razzie, if you're going to behave like this, do it when you're playing England because then it's only England will hate you everyone else will love you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. If you do it with the Lions, you, saying, you've, you've managed to unite all the, yeah. all the factions in the United Kingdom and, uh, and Ireland. Yeah, I yes. would
2: say about um, Razzie, I, if I had won what he's won, it'd be worse. It'd be a lot worse. Well, um, no,
1: but you wouldn't
3: you would. wouldn't be, I, I no, but you wouldn't be looking for the Shields. You would be open and saying, I've won it. I've won that it, guys. That is true, actually. You'd be that sticking awesome. a big middle finger yeah. up at everyone. It yeah, doesn't matter, guys. I've won it.
2: Yeah, yeah. i would be signing all of my autographs saying, Tol- told you so. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I did tell you. So, yeah, it's, it is, Nick Simon, very, it's a very good interview.
2: Great get by uh, Mr Simon. Great, and it sounded, yeah. sounded
3: awesome meeting him in a, a winery. Um, just outside Cape Town. That sounds... Oh, what an awesome day. Have you day. met Nick Simon? No, I don't think so.
2: He's a very cool guy, yeah. He's a very cool guy. Um, I can see how he'd get a good interview out of Razzie because he's mm. quite... He's quite smiling, quite unassuming, quite friendly. Yeah. And I think he'd be a good guy to sort of get someone to open up a little bit, thinking he's fairly unassuming. And he's not.
3: He's a very switched on yeah, guy. Very, very yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. I enjoyed it. It just... It brought back those memories of when I was reading through the appendices of everything that Razzie <laughs> uh, did. Phil. No, it's a bit drive, boring for me. A bit
2: me. drive, a bit drive. wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I
3: don't
2: hear those
1: words.
0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com. Six
1: Nations week week four, then. Massive (coughs) game at England Island. Absolutely huge.
3: So, this is the last game of the weekend, the uh, quarter to five kickoff on the Saturday. No game on Sunday, but a Friday
1: night game. What chances do England have? What, What do you want to see in selection, Phil? In Selection,
3: uh, it's funny because I want more players in the right positions, but they're going to struggle because the the thing that unlocks that a bit more is having a 12. The solution to the 12, the only one that's really in the
2: squad, is Mark Atkinson. Who is concussed? Is he? Well, yeah, he's on comms this week because he got knocked out against Leicester. So he's not gone through his return to play protocols yet.
3: Uh, So that's out then. I don't know. Potentially. possible. Yeah. It's possible Even He won't have been He won't have been Having a full training weekend This weekend Which is where they'd be part, At least partly prepared like to for the game
2: I, mean, I know he's a 13 But I just think He has all the skills To be a 12 He's shown his class at 12 He's a 12 for me we well, you stick with him I think he is world class uh, Well So
3: there's two points there I think he's shown his class At 13 I don't think he's shown His class at 12 Because he's not played that much In the last few games He's not played particularly well At 12 Um. I think you're right if he sticks there. But it's the same with with any position. Slade could make a world-class... He could have made a world-class 10 if he'd played there long-term, but he he didn't. He could have made a world-class 12, but he's not played there long-term. He could make a world-class 13, which he is. He could make a world-class 15. But you can't make that in the the last two games.
2: Exeter could could really help England out here, couldn't they? They're moving to 12 full-time. The thing is, their squad doesn't really lend itself to that, because they've got... Well, Devoto, I mean, Devoto could be an option for England if he was fit. He yeah, was, yeah, not right him. now. But and that yes. uh, hasn't been selected. But the other thing as well about Exeter is they like their 12s to be massive, massive units like Hendrickson. Like, uh, like Witten <laughs> and, underst- so and his understudy.
3: Yeah,
2: but, you know, huge units. Uh, so they've got a very, mind you, they, they played them both together this weekend. Mm. So maybe one of them could move up, move, move up to 13 and let Slade play 12 for a bit. But then Slade fits in so well with that triad of attack of attacking options I've got with Hog and mm. uh, Noel. Think, mm, maybe not then. Mm. Maybe not. And actually, moving Slade out to the wing to play around a little bit with Noel, it's quite cool. Mm.
3: But maybe maybe, uh, maybe just because you don't. If Atkinson was is fit, I'd quite like to see that Atkinson and Slade. Second. Very similar,
2: though. Only two pairs of hands. Yeah, but
3: how much different to that is when Slade plays with Faz at twelve?
2: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do like that combo. You need a you need a guy, and this is the perennial problem with England. You just need a guy to straighten it up. So Atkinson isn't that guy, despite he's, what no, everyone no. says. He's not. Just the fact that he's six five and hundred kg, yeah.
3: he's not a hard runner. He's not Esther Hazen.
2: No, he wants to get his hands free and give it to Manu. That's what that's what that's what he wants to do.
3: Or slide for the outside break. Or a winger coming round. Yeah.
2: Or Marcus Smith on a loop to buy him more time. But even yeah, but even with Atkinson and Smith, you need a Bentio or you need a Manu. And that's where England are lacking
1: well it's it's a bit like that uh, the, uh, it's a bit like the situation where there are certain jobs which need to be fulfilled, and uh, for France, for example they're the jackling at the breakdown, some of that workload is done by julien Marchand for example yeah or, or even their props
3: mm. um yeah Cyril Bay was good last weekend yes,
1: and like with, with England actually the the distribution skills of Carl Sinclair and when he was playing Mac over Napolo as props. It's actually very good, so they can kind of do those kind of roles. I think the thing on balance with England is the ball carrying, it doesn't actually matter whether it's a 12 or whether it's a winger or whether it's a, a back row, but there's, yeah, there's yeah. not quite enough.
2: Um, <clears throat> who would be your dream centre to play for England who plays for one of the other Six Nations?
3: Uh, another Six Nation? Yeah. Can he be someone who's playing in another Six Nations yep. country? Mapi.
2: Oh, I see. Okay. Larmac yeah. is a
3: great option. So he's playing at Stade Francais. Yep.
1: I'd have I one of the one of the French guys. Yeah,
2: I think... Ficou um, or... Fiku for me would be perfect. I think he's Ficou's a 13,
1: is, really, but... He's, play he, well, he's playing
2: 12.
1: Yeah, he is, actually, yeah. But
2: I, he, I think he's played quite a
3: lot of 12, yeah, actually. Yeah, he can play. But he's played it. on the wing. He's, he's played 13. He's fast. He's
2: direct. He's
3: strong. He's big. He's deceptively big as well. Yeah. he's. I think he's about 6'3", 105kg. Well, he's he's a really brilliant. brilliant
1: Like, just... You know, Bundyaki's not even... Irish so just let's let's, let's if we could just have him come on we've given ireland enough players exactly over the years exactly right and we, i don't know if that's true I'm not, i don't know that's true we definitely scotland and wales yeah. not ireland
2: so ireland um, <laughs> not ireland Ireland got bundyaki but i tell you know i think england would happily take henshaw i think they'd take
1: henshaw would be in
3: um, yeah who's the other
2: we, one? we gave
1: ireland loads of footballers let's be clear <laughs> italian, <laughs> italian 90
2: <laughs> who who is your big boy in um ulster mccloskey they take him yeah, probably take Jamie Roberts right now at this age. <laughs>
3: <laughs> McCloskey would be a good fit. I th- or Chris
2: Farrell.
1: I Chris think it Farrell would be a great fit. He's a great fit. He's a big, strong boy. Uh, mm. I, I'm, I wouldn't be against continuing and developing as long as if if a few areas were slightly better, then I don't think it's that bad. And potentially, I don't know. Could you tweak? Could you tweak the back row? so that you feel more of that ball-carrying
3: well, element. Interestingly, Underhill's been called back up after yeah. his game. Now, he doesn't really no. tweak more of that carrying. But he and might Dom do some Brandt. of the other job, which yeah. enables... Because if you have Curry and uh, Simmons, or Don Brandt, although Don Brandt has tested positive, so it looks like he might be out of the game. Mm. Uh, I which, Yeah, I know, I know. At this stage. Anyway, yes... Um, you could, you've got Curry and Simmons are great carriers, um, but Laws is going to be playing. Yeah. So it's unlikely Underhill's going to come back in immediately unless Curry goes to eight, which is possible but unlikely. So I think
1: more or less Laws goes into lock. No. Unlikely.
3: Uh, it, uh, but maybe more possible because, because um, of the kind of shortage of
1: locks at the moment. Although the threat of. Uh, island with their uh, three uh, three jumpers. Mm,
2: yeah. yeah. So big big courts will be back at 6. Yeah, he will. Uh, Curry. I think Could, you know, yeah. Yeah, you, know, you said what do you want to see from section? You want to see Tom, you want to see Tom Curry, you want to see Courtney Laws, you want to see Toji. You're yeah. in with a shout of beating anyone with those three. Anyone yeah, and on the planet.
3: Marcus Smith. What what, what I want to see not necessarily in selection because they could they might select the same team and there's a logic to that um, cohesiveness as Ben Darwin would say mm-hmm. co- um, s- cohesive and stability and I can see that and uh, Eddie Jones actually referenced Ben Darwin last week did he? yeah in one of he referenced his... me I uh, don't think so uh-huh. I think I would have remembered if he'd mentioned you but um, so maybe the cohesiveness just pick the same team where you possibly can but it's, it's Bringing like in that Wales game, they were rarely able to bring the the talented players into into play in in space or at the right time with the ball. That's what you want to see. If you have the same team, fine, do it. But just give Malins and Jack Knoll space to mm. run with the ball. Give them daily space to run with the ball. Well, they've got Simmons space. We've
2: got a pro- and to we've run got with problem. problem now that Luke cohen dickey's is not available.
3: Yeah, so that is that a real is, problem. That is a problem. So
2: Jamie George is great, but then who's the next guy up? Yeah, I know yeah I mean I know who I'd like it to be I'd like Tom Dunst to have a go but of course oh he can now because he's not bottom of the table but isn't he injured at the moment is it? oh he must be because he wasn't playing he's not been playing for a little while Jack toy has
3: been playing and they had another guy
2: Do Do it yeah I'm sure yeah he played this weekend
3: yes
1: yeah I don't think there'll be too many changes I might change if Joe Launchbury's Got another week or two under his belt. Maybe start. Yeah, did,
3: he didn't. There's no Wasp game this week, was there? No. He? So he doesn't have another week. Or two. No, he doesn't. But another he'll another be working hard. You yeah. rugby. Yeah. So
1: maybe, maybe. Okay. Well, but as, as for Ireland, I mean, what an what a quality outfit. There were there were go back a year or more, eighteen months. There were a lot of Andy Farrell doubters, mm. and I think he's winning them round very much. He,
3: he's winning me round because I I liked Joe Schmidt. I really liked him. I thought they got them playing. Like, unsurprisingly, the year out before a World Cup, he got them playing amazing rugby. He what? Masterminded a couple of wins over the All Blacks. Just was getting eb-
1: Essex Ireland to a World Cup quarterfinal.
3: Yeah, and then they just imploded in that that um, 2019 World Cup. I really do actually like. The, I think Farrell because Schmidt was more pragmatic. Farrell has combined that pragmatism with. A freedom to go wide and a freedom to offload at the right time. Um, I, I think Ireland are playing some great rugby. And I think they were unlucky um, not to beat France in France. Although, and this is an exceptional French French team as well.
1: Ireland, I think Porter's out.
3: Which yes, is, he is. Which yep. is a he's out with the rest of the Six Nations, which is a big blow.
1: Uh, well, I mean, as an England fan, I'm not overly concerned about that as a as a man who loves to watch incredible pairs of quads on a oh. rugby field and that's a huge loss
2: yeah uh, it is a big loss it's not immediately obvious to me that and will win this actually I, I think in England will win with one hell of a shout, uh, shout Mostly because I think they can feel so many good difference makers in the pack if the pack just sort of I mean they've got a few issues I think I mean they need sort of that front row they need a little bit more certainty there and the backs need to you know be a bit more bit more cohesive, but they I think they, there's a good chance that they, that they could win this mm. very good chance i
3: hope i I think Ireland in my head I am going in slight favorites, yeah three to five point favorites, yeah but I hope England win
2: but do you remember when England beat Ireland a few years ago, and Ireland came in as heavy, heavy favorites, and it, I just couldn't see how England go about beating them and you can't get on, on top of Ireland. If they do that physically, and they can, then I think Ireland completely unraveled. Cause mm. It's not like they come up against much adversity in their domestic league. Not in the, well, not just, in the domestic league, but they do in Europe. And, and,
1: and that word that you used a few times, cohesion, and I mean, mass- yeah, they have that massively. And massively. they are ferocious in defence.
3: They're, they're a really good all-round team, yeah. this island side. They are a very, very good team. I I give me Ireland by three.
1: I think Ireland
2: by five. Uh, Ireland, I, I've got to say three. Mm, yeah. The other fixtures. Friday night. DJ Spoonie. Yeah, DJ yeah. Spoonie's back.
1: In the
3: Principality. France, is it? Yeah. Will w- well, will France, Will o'clock. they have
1: the roof on
2: or off? That's the big question. I don't think France care, do they? France
3: don't care.
1: <laughs> Just for the atmosphere it would be really good but it's whether Mark Drakeford will allow it. Of COVID
2: COVID roof. Yeah, yeah. the COVID roof. Yeah, good, good, good point. I don't know. We'll um, and I, also I, don't, I
1: want the full laser effect of DJ Spoonie's set.
2: And I also don't think there's a chance in hell Wales can win this.
3: Wales are a very interesting team because the personnel, personnel might change. They always seem to stay in the fight. They do, don't they? I mean, they didn't in the island game early doors. They were dreadful in that game but they beat Scotland by staying in the fight they nearly beat England by just staying in the fight just stopping them from scoring enough points and staying in that fight now they're going to have to do a hell of a they're going to have to do more than just stay in the fight to beat this French team it's because it's
2: so daunting for Wales every time they play an international game it's the biggest match of their life that's how they've got to play and they've got to play it 110% and everyone's got to do it yeah
3: everyone is going to pull it out of the bag and you give this French, te- French team an inch, they will take a mile. They're, they're such a good team.
1: Namidi's back in the fold. Who's
3: mm, getting fun. hammered by Ulster mm. this weekend.
2: Yeah, I don't see a route to victory for Wales unless French, the, the French don't show up. That's, that is the, yeah. That's it, isn't it? That's yeah. what
1: We have been waiting for that for a while, haven't we? Every, all, all the time you sort of think, Whoa, wow, how good at this French team? Uh, like, is it, are they going to implode? They no, gonna they're going to save
3: up? save their implosion for the final weekend. England, England, just sneak past Ireland by two points this weekend. They're going to and crash then beat. In. Then they're going to beat Fr- uh, France in Paris. And England win the Six Nations. Yeah,
2: Fran- oh. French grand would be. Glorious, Ten more years it? of
3: Eddie Jones.
1: Yes.
2: Am <laughs> I saying uh, France? France top with me over to Portugal. to worth it's
1: France by a million. Eleven. I, th- I think this is going to be a
3: handy France win. I France think the, fifteen. Yeah, I, I think f- at least fifteen France will win this by. And then the final game, Italy hosts Scotland. Nice day out for Scotland. They'll score a few tries.
1: When's this game? Saturday.
3: It's the early kickoff. Two fifteen kickoff on Saturday. Yeah, so no no Sunday fixture this ah, week.
1: That's probably a Premiership game on at that time, JB. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God.
2: <laughs> uh, we could. All, you might be flying. Anyway, no. No. we not,
3: not this week. Not this week. You're a week ahead of yourself.
2: Yeah, I won't be watching Scotland Italy, so you boys have to do that. I'll watch that. I'll Perfect. do the heavy lifting on that. Well
3: done.
2: <laughs> Excellent. That's that then.
3: Perfect. Well done, everyone. Right, I'm going to go and get uh, five hours sleep and catch a train. If well, I fall asleep immediately after we, you, we hit stop recording.
0: Let the boys play. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?